Welcome to Truth Unbound, and I'm your host, Walter Swaim. Now, usually when you want to go on vacation, you want to go someplace fun, someplace different, or maybe to your favorite getaway destination again, or just to go somewhere to unwind and relax. Well, now there's a new kind of tourism. It's called suicide or death tourism. Yep, you heard it right. Oh, it's been around for a little while in recent years, and especially in other parts of the world, but it's growing in the U.S., and that's not a good thing. And we're going to find out why that is, why it's not a good thing, and what God says about it. This is what we do here at Truth Unbound. We look at what is currently happening happening or trending in our culture or the church or about the Bible or life in general, and we dig into God's Word to find His answers about it. Well, let's go ahead and do that right now. Hey, just before we dive into this subject, if this podcast continues to help inform you of what's going on, what's going on around you, and you've grown in your knowledge of God about these issues and other questions as well, and you want others to know about it, Would you help me by clicking on like, click on follow, subscribe, and then share the link to the podcast. And that way it'll grow some more and word will get out. And I really am grateful you follow the podcast. Okay, so let's take a deep breath and let's get into this very dark, dark subject and see what God says. Okay, so in this article by the Daily Mail that just came out last week, It brought this backseat subject or issue to the forefront. The reason is because thanks to a court decision in in Oregon this last year, the restriction that the person be only from Oregon was lifted. Now, people from other states, specifically states that otherwise prohibit physician-assisted suicide, are now able to travel to Oregon to, well, to die and pay an exorbitant fee to a professional to help them do it. But due to there still being some uh, confusion, is the word I'm looking for, now the Oregon State Legislature has a bill ready to become a state law to finally establish a legal right for others to come from other states and have their physician-assisted suicide be carried out in their state of Oregon. Now, last year, we talked about suicide with the new Suicide Pods. It's a shell-type contraption that can be handmade and that a person can get inside and even with just a blink of an eye can kill themselves. Oh, and the pod also conveniently turns into a casket to be buried if desired. But this law for the U.S. is going to be the next legal challenge, big one, to pressure other states, or given the government we have in Washington right now, we'll try to make it federal law eventually to allow cross-state traffic to kill oneself be made legal. You mark my words, it's going to happen. It already is. Now, this is simply another form of what is called euthanasia, which is the voluntary or legalized ending of a person's life by another person or by oneself, and they call that voluntary euthanasia. Now, euthanasia comes from the Greek word for good death, but as we will see, there really is no such thing as a good death. Now, our culture is becoming enamored with death and the macabre. 
there is a death tourism where people go to see sites that have to do with death. So this suicide or euthanasia tourism is no surprise, and it takes death tourism to a whole nother level. Legal challenges by people like the new Dr. Death, Dr. Gideon C., and mushroom therapy enthusiast, yeah, you heard me, that's what he is, uh, as well as from many others that are seeking suicide and euthanasia, are challenging the laws against it in many states. They see it as the answer and escape to life's problems and suffering, suicide that is, when in reality it isn't. But more on that in a moment. Now, today in Switzerland, the assisted suicide, death and suicide tourism capital of the world, there in Switzerland, it can cost you up to $11,000 to have someone help you kill yourself. Other countries also allow it, such as Belgium, Canada, Colombia, Luxembourg, um, the Netherlands, Switzerland, in addition to several other U.S. states, including California, Colorado, Hawaii, Oregon, uh, Vermont, and Washington, as well as the District of Columbia. They allow physician-assisted suicide. Now, in Oregon, the cost of the medication alone can be between $500 to $3,500. So, though many say it's about dignity and freedom of choice, in reality, just like with Planned Parenthood and abortion, it all really comes down to money. It's not about you. It's about others making money by helping you kill yourself. When a culture exalts death and normalizes killing and death, it is a sign that that culture is already in decline and soon could destroy itself. Now, this comes as no surprise since there are so many pushing the killing of babies in the womb, now even legally endorsing killing babies in the sense of leaving them to die once they're born, outside the womb at birth, simply because the mother doesn't want that child anymore. Also, murders are up across the country, unlike never before. You see, a society turning itself into a culture of death is really nothing new in the history of mankind. In fact, there's been many cultures, or there have been many cultures that went down this slippery slope as well, and they, well, they, they're not around anymore. I wonder why. The ancient civilizations of, for instance, the Aztecs, Incas, and Mayans, these societies of Central America and Peru became death cultures, as well as Phoenicia and Carthage in, North Af in Northern Africa and the East Mediterranean, respectively, hundreds of years ago. These societies practiced abortion and infanticide, child sacrifice, which is sacrificing of babies and young children, and even some adults were sacrificed to their gods as a form of worship. Suicide and euthanasia, even the killing of those considered feeble and unable to contribute to society, in general was written about in glowing and approving language as far back as the ancient Greek and Roman philosophers. And then in the mid-1900s, it had a resurgence and a popularity began to rise with the idea of what is called eugenics, and then reached its peak with Hitler terminating the lives of some 6 million Jews, as well as gypsies, the disabled, homosexuals, among other types of peop people, considered to be, well, less than human, and less than their Aryan culture. 
his doctor, Dr. Mengele, did horrible experiments on Jews and other people. And people were just killed and left off aside in unnamed mass graves. The Bible describes how the Moabites and the Ammonites turned into a culture of death. And then how Israel itself defied God and began to imitate the very Canaanite cultures God called them to be separate and different from. God punished it vehemently. For instance, we can read of that in Leviticus 20, verses 2 through 5. Again, you shall say to the children of Israel, whoever of the children of Israel or of the strangers who dwell in Israel, who gives any of his descendants to Molech, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. I will set my face against that man and will cut him off from his people because he has given some of his descendants to Molech to defile my sanctuary and profane my holy name. And if the people of the land should in any way hide their eyes from the man when he gives some of his descendants to Molech and they do not kill him, then I will set my face against that man and against his family, and I will cut him off from his people and all who prostitute themselves with him to commit harlotry with Molech. Now here in the West, we, we like to cover up the reality of the ugliness of death by putting a cosmetic and even appealing facade on it. For what they are trying to do in Oregon, for instance, they say it can only be done within legal limits, of course. It always starts with restrictions and limits, but then soon after, those limits are eventually explained away later on as unnecessary or maybe even wrong now. You go to the doctor to get it approved. Then you take the drugs he prescribes that will slowly end your life. And then all is well, as they say. Your suffering is over. One of the so-called limits, by the way, is that it has to be within six months of death. Now, first of all, how do they really know that's when death will happen? And secondly, if it is coming that soon, then what's the rush? Would you not want to spend every waking moment left in your life to enjoy some measure of it, especially enjoy those loved ones around you? Why add to their already impending pain of losing you? I recall the story told of a family member in a past generation, in my family line, on my father's side, who, when seeing his wife suffer so greatly, thinking she was, and she was predicted to die with this illness, he himself committed suicide. Only for his wife to actually survive the illness and get better and live for quite some time after her supposedly assured death. So suicide also runs in my family, back to my great-grandfather on my father's side. And it left my father in a mental state that even in his later years was, I believe, part of his drinking and smoking and other behaviors. And then he contracted cancer himself and died at the age of 70. The point we're making is that death is not glorious, was not God's original intention for us, for us, and it's not the answer. It is the result of sin, first of Adam, then of us all, as it says in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, 
and thus death spread to all men, because all sinned. And also in Romans 6.23, the first part of the verse says, for the wages of sin is death. Now we have to remember, God reveals to us that death is more than just the ending of our physical body's life. It is entering into eternity with an absolute total separation from God, his love, his grace, and his heaven and his kingdom forever and ever, unless one has believed in Christ. So suicide, no matter how we paint it as some free choice made with dignity, it's still actually the murder of oneself, of one's own life. It's destroying the image bearer that you are of God because he made you in his image. Listen to what God says in Genesis 9, verse 6. Whoever sheds man's blood, by man his blood shall be shed. For in the image of God, he made man. Now, Job in the Bible had moments under such duress as few men have experienced at any time in history, and he wanted to die. But then he said this in Job chapter 14, verse 5. Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with you. You have appointed his limits so that he cannot pass. And then in Job 1, verse 21, he says, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, the Bible tells us Job knew what he was talking about because it, it tells us that he had lost all his family, kids, everyone, except for his wife. And she went, of course, into a great a deep depression. Job had lost almost his health to the point where he wanted to die. He was suffering so badly with so much pain. He had lost his standing in the community, and he had lost almost everything except for his very own life, and he wanted to die. And yet he came to this realization, and that is this. He processed all of this suffering, and he realized that in the end, God is still the one alone who decides how long, how long a person lives. He alone decides when we die, not we ourselves. Now, this leads us to one other question, one that is very provocative, and we need to get an answer from God's Word about it. Okay, and here's that question. Did Jesus commit suicide? He came to have himself killed, right? So if Jesus sacrificed himself and suicide is sinful and wrong, then what makes his death any different from someone committing suicide themselves? Well, it's not the same thing. And here's why. Suicide and euthanasia are done out of depression and despair and absolute utter hopelessness, whereas Jesus died intentionally out of love and obedience to the Father and hopefulness for what it would bring to all of us who would believe. Suicide and euthanasia are done by a person or by having others kill that person in order to die and be released from their pain. It's about them. It is essentially an act of supreme selfishness. Jesus, on the other hand, yielded his death, his life, 
for noble and selfless reasons, much in the way a soldier, a police officer, or fireman, or whoever gives their lives for others so that they can live. And when they sacrifice their lives that way, we never accuse them of suicide, but of nobleness and heroism. In fact, Jesus said as such in John chapter 15, verse 13, greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So let's reaffirm this truth that when one gives their life for the benefit of others so that they can live, they're remembered as honorable and noble. Jesus is remembered still 2,000 years later for redeeming us, humanity, from its own sin. Jesus did not commit suicide or assisted suicide. He was martyred, murdered, and executed for you and me. He gave of himself willingly for your sin and mine and took our punishment upon himself so we could believe in him and receive forgiveness for sin and life forevermore in heaven because of his sacrifice to rescue and deliver us from sin and death. The error and immorality of suicide tourism is due to the fact that people lose all hope and want to end their pain, and we can clearly understand that. As a pastor, I have stood by the bedside of many who have wish that, yet they still, uh, they believers still hung in there until God made the choice for them, no matter what it cost them and the pain that they endured. A wiser and more legal option is that many people prepare ahead of time a DNR, which means do not resuscitate. It's a document made out already ahead of time that clearly states that if they are incapacitated to the point to near death, that if physicians feel they will not come out of it, then they are not to be put to death like a mercy killing for animals, but are allowed to restfully pass away without putting them on artificial life on machines. Often the doctors will give them medicines to reduce the pain to make them comfortable until God says it's time for them to come home. So please also be aware that people trying to attract people to go across state lines just to die is a reflection of just how far down we have slid to the depths of the immoral hopelessness of sin and death. Not to mention that their real reason is greed and money to be made by killing other people legally. It is still against God's law, values, and the gift of life he gives to each of us. God always heals, he just may not do it here on earth. And we assist people. Our job is to help assist people prepare for that by sharing the gospel with them and that they can be forgiven and alive forevermore in heaven through Jesus' death and resurrection. It is not up to us to send ourselves or others to heaven when it comes to the pain and the suffering. Instead of getting the person out of the way by just helping them die, governments, organizations, churches, parachurch organizations need to do a better job of loving and encouraging and caring for those suffering such pain and agony with a severe illness and terminal illness. Well, I know this is a subject we could continue on for hours, but I hope that this little bit has helped to give you clarity about what is going on here, really, and what God's direction is and how we are to respond to it, whether it's our, we ourselves going through such agony or someone we know and love. Well, don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, and share this podcast with everyone you can. And remember to follow Jesus, because when you do, you'll always, always follow the truth.